Hey guys, welcome everybody. This is Carlos Garcia, founder and CEO of GAR Capital. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is a special podcast episode. I haven't done one in a couple of weeks now. Uh, this is due to high demand. This is going to be our Building Wealth podcast. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from talking about markets, and talking about taking control of your money, talking about building wealth step by step. Get your pencil, paper, pen handy. Because we're going to go over, over a couple things here. I'm going to go step by step. So uh, I want to start this podcast by introducing myself. Obviously, if you followed us on GAR Capital on Instagram, Facebook, or any other social media. My name is Carlos Garcia. I'm the CEO of GAR Capital. I started this company in 2014 on my own. Partnered up with Anthony Acosta, who's my CIO. We have great a great team around us. Um, I did start this company from scratch with nothing, with just a laptop and an actual small little table from Ikea and built to a company now generating uh, great revenue, payroll with a team, um, uh, clients all over the world, uh, uh, 27,000 Instagram followers, numerous Twitter followers, numerous Facebook followers, but neither there nor there, neither there nor there talking about followers. It's not why you're here. But I believe that this company now has become one of the premier follows on social media for economics, markets, and financial talk. And with your support, we can only go up. So we really do appreciate all your support. And uh, I want to give a special big gratitude to everyone who's listening to this podcast because without you, the listener, without you, the follower, without you, the member, the client, uh, we don't have a company. So again, uh, more and more content being out to you. So I just want to go ahead and give you a special big appreciation, a big shout out to all of you listening. Thank you again, again, so much and more to come. More great stuff is coming. All right, guys, so let's talk about building wealth. First thing, when it comes to building wealth, let's start with the nitty gritty, nitty, nitty gritty. You have to figure out yourself that being wealthy and having money, a lot of people, it's a very, very sensitive subject. A lot of people don't talk a lot about their money. Um, there's a couple of things you don't talk about on the dinner table. I'm pretty sure mom or dad have told you, don't talk about politics or religion at the table. Uh, there's another uh, taboo subject. It's personal finance or money because a lot of people have the wrong knowledge. They don't understand. They don't know where their money is going or how money works. Money, just like anything else, any subject, the more you learn about it, the more you can practice good habits and learn the right subject matter in regards to money, you will master it just like anything else. Uh, if you study to pass your driver's license exam, and learn how to drive correctly, you will pass, you will master driving. Yes, there's hiccups on the road, you may get an accident or get a ticket or two, but for the most part, you will know how to drive. With the right knowledge, um, you will master your money and you'll learn how to build wealth. Um, this is not something that is taught in schools, by the way. Um, right now, again, it's a different subject, but elementary schools, primary schools, middle schools, high schools are all now about test taking. We're not gonna get political here, obviously, and talk about why that is, but again, it's not a good thing that a lot of students are leaving high school and college financially illiterate. Uh, some don't know how to balance a checkbook, pay their taxes, know what investments are, how to use a debit card, how to use a credit card, how to check their credit report. And it's a very scary thing. Um, all of this I've learned on my own, researching myself uh, through mistakes on through my life. I'm 32 years old, and trust me when I say I've made mistakes with zeros on the end, meaning 
I made a lot of big money mistakes. So this podcast is here to teach you and to help you go through the through life and building wealth correctly and slowly in a sense, not too slow, but slowly, correctly, so you don't go through the same mistakes that I have. So again, um, a little bit of background before we start. I started, uh, I went to, uh, well, 18 years old, I started college, uh, college, San Antonio College in Texas, community college, and I just absolutely hated school. I hated it. School was not for me. I was actually an honor student in high school, middle school, and elementary school, and I absolutely hated school. I wasn't challenged. It was something that I just did not enjoy. I still get anxiety from homework. I can't stand it. Something that I'm not interested in, I am not going to put my attention on. Uh, so again, school was just not for me. I graduated with a high school diploma. I was a C student at best, just very bored. But again, there's one thing I did was that I self-educated myself. I always read. I loved reading, picking up books, subject matter that would interest me. And in uh, college, um, I hated, I was in finance. I was first history major, became a finance major. Absolutely couldn't stand the finance they were teaching. So I started listening to talk radio and I ran into Dave Ramsey, who's actually a personal finance guru, I must say. Very, very intelligent man out of Tennessee talking about how to get out of debt. So we're going to just preface that by saying we're going to borrow a little bit of principles from different subject matters that may may have heard, may have not heard. Um, but again, uh, there's different books out there, different resources. For example, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Grant Cardone, who's a big real estate mogul. Uh, Dave Ramsey talks about getting out of debt. A little bit of Susie Orman talks about personal finance. Clark Howard talks personal finance. Uh, a lot of books like Think and Grow Rich, Richest Man in Babylon, uh, The Millionaire Next Door. Tons of resources. I promise you, if you walk into any library, bond, Barnes and Nobles, or the personal finance sector, it's a ton of resources and a ton of books. So what this podcast is going to do here is talk a little bit, kind of picking and choosing what worked for me and what I know works, because uh, there's so many different ways. Uh, to get personal finance right, um, and that's a fact. Now, I'm not saying none of them are wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say, pick it, say, oh, that's wrong, that's correct. I'm just going to tell you what worked for me, and that's proven that's worked for me. Someone who's built a company, someone who has employees, someone who has exponentially grown his wealth uh, year after year after year. Um, yes, I do have a nice net worth. I'm very comfortable. I'm not going to disclose here, obviously. It's not about bragging. It's just let's not talk about me here. Let's talk about helping you. And I can actually take the time. Let's just say this. This is not for sale. This podcast is not for sale. This is given away for free. The resources we do is to help you guys. Clients or non-clients, we're here to give, provide free resources to you so you can win with money. Because we know that if one thing I do believe in is a rising tide lifts all boats, meaning the more and more people understand money and win with money, it helps everybody. Uh, so let's help everyone win by giving you the correct knowledge to build wealth and succeed with money. So again, get your paper and pen handy. I wanna talk about the first thing we're talking about with personal finance is the baby steps. The baby steps, I'm borrowing this from Dave Ramsey. One of the big shout out to Dave Ramsey. I love Dave Ramsey, he's the man. So again, if there's a book I recommend here, it's a total money makeover. Please buy that book. If you want to read it, it's a great, great book. If you don't have time for reading, Audible is your best friend. Audiobooks, listen to it at the gym, listen to it in the car on the way to work, the best thing in the world. Total Money Makeover, check it out. So baby steps. I'm going to go ahead and assume here, we're going to assume here that you're 25 years old. We're going to just assume here the person you are that's listening is 25 years old, uh, does not have any net worth, no savings, and let's say you're just out of college, 25, 25 years old, and I'm going to write this down. 
Just the same example, the person, we're going to write this down here. You're 25 years old. You did not graduate. You have now graduated from college. Graduate from college. Congratulations. <laughs> and you have 20000 in student loan debt. Student loan debt. I'm just going by averages. Now, that's very on the low end of averages. And I'm going to say here, and when it comes to debt, you have about 10000 in credit cards. Because you needed to party, you needed to buy clothes, you needed to eat, I guess. We'll just leave it at that. So that's the stats. 25 years old, you graduated with college, uh, 20K student loan debt, and you have 10,000 debt, credit card debt. You have zero dollars in savings. And I'm going to say here that you just got a new job and your new job pays you $50,000 per year. So again, this is for example purposes. This is to give you an illustration on how to build wealth. I'm starting from scratch, 25 years old. Let's go. Baby step number one. First thing you should do to build wealth. First step is to save $1,000. Baby step. This is the baby emergency fund. Now, pretty much what you're saying is, Carlos, what the hell, man? Let's talk about investing. Baby steps. We're going to get there. We're going to get talk about investing here. The first thing I want you guys to do, if you do not have a savings account, very easy. Go to ally.com, Ally Bank. AllyBank.com, they have a free savings account that pays 1.80% interest. Not bad. And they will give you an ATM card for your savings account so you still have access. This money is not meant to grow. This money is not meant to invest. This is your emergency fund to give you a buffer between you and life. When you have a flat tire, I don't want you using credit cards. I want you to pay using cash. If something happens and you need to fly somewhere for a funeral, I want you to pay with this $1,000 in cash. If there's a medical issue, small, you need to pay for your prescriptions, something where you don't have the money, $1,000 in cash, no more using debt. When it comes to consumer debt, credit cards, store cards, line of credits, if you cannot make money with this debt, if it's not leveraged to make more money, I don't want you using it anymore. That's not how you build wealth. That's how you go to middle class. Middle class is normal. We're not trying to be normal. We want you to be great. So take away middle class and normal out your vocabulary, out the window, Get it out of your head. No more. $1,000 in a savings account. Get it done yesterday. Get it done yesterday. And if you can't do that right quick, go ahead and start Ubering. Uber on the weekends. If you Uber uh, eight hours on Saturday and eight hours on Sunday, that's 16 hours. Let's say you made on Uber, if I had my calculator here, Uber again, $10 an hour on Uber, eight times on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, that's 160 bucks a weekend. Okay, do that plus save your, your paycheck. I would say in a month you got it. I hope there's, in order to do that, you have to budget yourself. You need to see where your money's going, number one. So again, Uber worst case scenario. If not, look at your budget and take a look and see what you can cut out. You don't need TV, you can cut that out. Okay, you can cut out TV. Okay, right now, building wealth, most people, most millionaires don't even watch TV. For the most part, they did a survey and they believe it's 78% of millionaires don't even watch television at all. So cut the TV out. If that's your cable bill, that's a hundred bucks. Save that. Again, I'm not going to say building wealth is a hundred dollars at a time because that's not true. But again, cut out what's unnecessary out of your budget because it's time to get serious about your money. $1,000 in your savings account. Get it done yesterday. Number two, the debt snowball. Debt snowball. So what do we do? We already talked about you have $10,000 in credit cards. So let's go ahead and Break it down, for example, that you have three of them, three credit cards, okay? First credit card is $1,000, just pretend. It's a Macy's card, let's just say. The next one is $3,000 with a Visa, 
Chase Visa, that's four grants. And the big boy is uh, whatever, pick one, a Capital One. Capital One, you had a Capital One card that you've had forever since college. It's basically your college mascot. Okay, Capital One pays, your interest rate is 25%, yikes. Visa is 18%, yikes. And Macy's is 29% because store cards like to rip you off. So what do you do? A lot of people say, well, Carlos, why don't you just pay the highest interest rate first, right? That seems more financially feasible. Forget all that. When it comes to debt, you have to be very behavioralistic in your approach. You have to you need wins, just like in day trading. You need wins psychologically. I want you to keep this in your head when it comes to personal finance. It's 80% behavior. Personal finance, again, is 80% 80, 80 behavior, 20% knowledge. I'm repeat that one more time. 80% behavior. Your behavior will dictate your success. You want to be rich? Act like it. You want to be normal and middle class? Go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. 80% behavior, 20% head knowledge. Now, I want to leave this also with you. Wherever you are now is a result of your past experiences and your past thoughts. Right now where you are, good or bad, that's where you used to be. The great thing is you could change it. You could change this, this timeline. You could change this to the future. So again, think about this. If you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. I don't care if that's your health. If you eat like junk, you're going to be out of shape. If you have a really bad relationship with your family, you never visit them, never call, you're going to keep having that bad relationship. If you don't appreciate your spouse or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you're going to keep getting that relationship you have. And if you keep wasting money, not having a budget, not having a savings account, you're going to keep staying in debt and hopeless. And I'm going to be poor, rich, get rich, or poor, get poor. You're going to have that mindset. So today we change that. Right now, you're going to be rich. Right now, as of today, you need to understand that you will be wealthy. You'll be wealthy doing the steps I'm telling you. It's very simple as that. Very simple. Follow these steps. You will have wealth. And I promise you the, the steps you're taking today, your children will thank you. Your grandchildren will thank you because you're going to pass on a legacy. Not debt. Not, oh, a couple of bucks or a watch. I'm talking about a legacy. Maybe you'll pay for your kid's college where you didn't have to take student loans. Maybe pay for your grandkids' college where they don't have to take student loans. And they can learn the things that you've taught because you could teach them. So now we're changing the family tree, changing the legacy. Think about that for a second. Back to the debt snowball, guys. Again, so we looked at the, your credit cards here. 1000 3000 6000 We left the student loans at the end. Bear with me. So we're going to list them from smallest to largest. 1000 3000 6000 your, your minimum payment on your Macy's card is 40 bucks. Your minimum on your Visa credit card is 60 bucks. And your minimum on Capital One is 150 bucks. Just pretend. So what I want you to do is on the Visa and the Capital One is to pay minimum payments. Pay minimum payments until further notice, which is keep paying minimum payments. And you're going to tap that Macy's card with everything you got. You have $1,000 in savings. Do not touch that $1,000. You're going to tap the credit card Macy's. That $1,000, you got to tap it. Every single cash, sell something, work that extra job, Uber, deliver pizzas, whatever. Take on overtime. If you could take overtime in your job, that should be a priority. I'd rather you take overtime in your job than you do than you do Uber or you do delivering pizzas. So again, if you can do this, do that. Do extra time, whatever it takes to get some extra cash flow, sell some stuff, whatever. If you can eBay whatever you want, do it. It's, there's Facebook Marketplace now. If you got a purse you're not using, if you got sneakers you're not using, people buy you stuff all the time. Save up, pay this off, get rid of it. So what you do is that you pay off that Macy's card. 
that thousand dollars is gone. So that minimum payment of 40 bucks now, you're gonna still use that $40 to pay the Visa card. So now your Visa card is not $60 monthly payment, it's now 100 minimum payment because you took the 40 from the Macy's and moved it over to Visa. And now you're gonna attack that Visa card. You're gonna work that over time, you're gonna work that extra job, you're gonna make that extra money to attack this money. I'm talking about no vacations, no going out, no getting lit, I'm getting drunk, your friends are gonna think you're weird. But I tell you right now, your friends, forget them. Your friends are not going to make you rich. Your friends are not going to change your family tree. Your friends don't probably don't care about your money situation. Let them have fun while you're working. Get it done. I promise you, you're going to live like no one else, just like Dave Ramsey said. So later you can literally live like no one else. Because if broke people are telling you you're weird, you're on the right track. I promise you. Do it and focus 100%. Write it down every day, your goals. Look at it every single day. Put a post-it in your bathroom mirror every day you look at it and say, I need to attack this debt. Attack, attack, attack. And here's the key. That other Capital One card, put that on auto payment. Put that on auto payment for the regular, uh, uh, regular minimum payment and attack this visa. Say we took a month to pay that visa off because you worked an extra job. You sold some stuff. You gave plasma. You gave blood. Whatever it took, you paid it off. Congratulations. Now you have an extra $100 from that 40 of Macy's. That's 60 on Visa. Now you have an extra 100 bucks to put on to Capital One. So now your minimum payment on Capital One is 250. Great. So now you're gonna tack with extra money into that. If you get a raise, Christmas bonus, any kind of bonus, if you're in a sales environment, even better, because guess what? Any commission check, you're attacking that Capital One. Let's say the $6,000 took you four months because you were intense, maybe two months because you were really intense. Great. Now you have your big student loan 20K left. We're gonna hold off on the student loan now. Hold off on it. We're going to hold, hold, hold. Student loans, why? They're a different animal. Student loans obviously can be refinanced, but they cannot be discharged in bankruptcy. So it's not going to go anywhere. So I'm not saying, unlike Dave Ramsey, I'm not saying to attack that now. We're going to put a hold. I want you to get out of your consumer debt. For the most part, student loans carry up 6%, maybe a 4 to 6% interest rate. So just hold on to that for right now. We're going to take a break. We killed the small stuff. Cut those credit cards up. For sure, cut them up. Don't use them anymore. You can close the account if you want to. I would say not to, just the simple fact that it will ding your credit. So I'd rather you just have it open as a line of credit not to be used. But again, it looks good on your credit history. It looks good that you have available credit. You want to build that credit up so when you buy a home. So cut up the cards, leave the account open. Unless there's an annual fee, call them, try to negotiate that. For the most part, most cards don't have an annual fee unless there's an airline card. And then you don't want that either because you know what? Just buy the damn ticket yourself. <laughs> Unless you had a bonus flight or something like that, just use the temp damn miles and get out of it, get rid of it. All right, so we're done with the credit cards. Next step, we're gonna save three to six months of expenses. Carlos, what does that mean, three to six months of expenses? Well, you make 50 grand a year gross, right? Very cool. And divide by that 10, by 12, let's just say for mathematical purposes, 4,000 a month. That's two grand every check. This is gross, so again, we're just gonna pretend Bear with me here, $2,000 paycheck. Let's just make it easier, $1,500 with taxes and benefits and 401ks. So $1,500 a check, right? Times two is $3,000 a month. That's net, meaning after everything is taken out. But $3,000 net. So I want you to save, if it's three to six months of expenses, $3,000 times three is nine grand, or times six is 18 grand. And you say to yourself, Carlos, that's a lot. Oh my God, how am I gonna get that? What did we talk about how you got out of debt? 
you tackled that 10K pretty quickly, didn't you? You could do this as well. Again, get to work. Start hustling. Do what you got to do. Okay, if you got to give plasma, if you got to sell some stuff, Uber, whatever, it's going to take you a little while. Save as much as you can. Best bet, I could say, cut this and being easier, is find out your budget. Again, look at your budget. Top thing, your rent. You got to live somewhere, right? Number one is where you're going to live. Number two, your lights. You got to pay your light bills and stuff like that. Your cell phone, you got to have a cell phone, right? If anything, cut that cell phone bill in half. Go to T-Mobile. They're offering 50% off from AT&T and Verizon. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. You don't need to buy the new iPhone. Just keep the one you got if you got an iPhone. Number two, if not, you can go to Cricket. You can go to uh, any kind of those Crickets or Metro PCS and save some money there. Again, we need to cut back a little bit in order to save here. This is not forever. This is just to cut back slightly in order to win long term. Okay, I'm not saying, oh, save $5 per day by not drinking Starbucks and you're going to be rich. That's not the case. I'm just telling you to get this emergency fund up. And what this emergency fund is going to do, guys, is going to keep you on track from not borrowing ever again. And also, if you ever get laid off, if something happens to you where you get laid off, medical emergency, something like that, this is going to protect you. This is not going to be here to make money. You do not put this in, a, in an investment account. You put this in that same Ally Bank savings account, online account with ATM card access whenever you need it. Okay, this is separate from your checking account. This is a separate account. Now, if you ask me, well, Carlos, what do you recommend in regards to my budget? I recommend the best case scenario, save half of the money you make. If you make $1,500 a month, live on $750 a paycheck. If you make $1,500 a paycheck, live on $750. Now, I know that's basically living under a rock depending on where you live. But again, if you can kind of trick your mind and budget yourself to save half of your money, you're going to cut this time in half, ooh, even more than that. You're talking about 75% cut. You're going to get to there really, really quickly, and you're going to have a lot of time to make moves. So forget weekends just for a year. Give yourself that time, a year. Imagine yourself in 2019, whatever, cutting weekends, cutting back to the point that you are going to win with money. You made a decision. I promise you, if you go a year or two, really, really clamping down and focus on your wealth, then you'll be able to pay any price later. That's a quote from, from, uh, Dave, uh, from excuse me, Grant Cardone that I really like. It says, pay, any, pay the price now so you can pay any price later. And it's so true. Put down that time now, one year. Get, get your money right in one year. Get your money right in two years. And then, man, you won't even have to look at the prices when you're really wealthy. You can invest. You could change everything where you you're can live the life that you want. You want to travel? You could do it. You don't have to use a debit, credit card. If you want to you know, take some time off without worrying about you know, your bills or your work, guess what? You have three to six months of expenses backed up. If you want to open a business, right, a side business, maybe you want to quit your job and do the business, guess what? You have six months of expenses taken care of. It gives you that buffer to do the things you really want to do. Because without an emergency fund, you're basically beholden to your job because most people, if not 90% of people in this country, 80%, are one paycheck away from bankruptcy because they are quite literally, I think 76%, are living paycheck to paycheck, meaning if there's not a paycheck that comes in, it's game over. They're in bankruptcy. They're in welfare. I don't want that for you. So again, the three to six months of expenses is so crucial. Now we're going to the nitty gritty. Let's focus now to investing. You still got that 20K over your head. I know the 20K student loan. We'll get to that. So next, now you have your emergency, emergency fund. Took a little bit of time. You gave up weekends. You gave up getting lit. You made sure that you took care of business. You said, you know what? I'm getting discipline, Carl's. I got my 36 months of expenses. 
I've no debt, I'm ready to rock. Great. So now, 401ks. Let's talk your retirement now. This is where I want to get your pen and pad handy and make sure to get this together. If you have an employer with a 401k that says we match you up to 10% dollar for dollar up to 10% up to 5% of your contribution. So let's say you can give up to 5%, right? Let's do the math on that on that contribution. We already said on the calculation that 5% of your total gross pay, let's say is 2000 gross pay per check is $100. $100 you can do. Up to 5% of what you give, you can give, uh, let's say, dollar for dollar up to $100. So let's say you gave $100 per paycheck to your 401k. Well, they match you free money, $100. So now you have $200 going in that 401k. How great is that? That's awesome. That's doubling your money right off the rip. So again, now you just, instead of giving $100, you're going to get 200. You're going to get an extra 100 bucks from your employer because they're going to match you. Again, not every employer does this. If they do, great. If they don't, don't worry. You still give your 100 bucks, give your 5%. Our recommendation after doing all this uh, emergency fund stuff and, and getting out of debt, you still have that student loan, we're gonna get to that. I want you to max out your, your, uh, your giving to 15% in retirement, 15%. Give 15% to your 401k. If there's a cap on your 401k as much as you can go, then I want you to break it down. Do the max on the 401k. And I want you to open something called a Roth IRA. Now, Roth IRA uses post-tax dollars, meaning after-tax. So remember, you have your paycheck, which comes in. We said it was two thousand. After all the stuff that comes out, taxes, Social Security, Medicare, and your benefits, you came with fifteen hundred bucks. So fifteen hundred dollars, right? That's your fifteen hundred dollar net. Take out fifteen percent of that and put that in an IRA. So let's do the math here: fifteen percent per paycheck. $1,500 is $225 into your IRA. What's great news about the IRA, the Roth IRA, excuse me, Roth IRA, and you still have your 401k, your Roth IRA with a 225 is that it's post-tax dollars. So now it's going to go into an investment account that is your direction. It's your direction. You do, you control it. It's yours. You can open a Roth IRA, a TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Ally Bank, any bank, as long as there's no fees. Make sure to, make sure to look for no fee Roth IRA. There shouldn't be a fee at all. So you do automatic payments of 225 per paycheck. Again, we're, the assumption again on the map is that you make 50 grand a year, $2,000 a paycheck gross, $1,500 net, we took out 15% of that. Bear, you still with me guys? Great, $225 per paycheck to your Roth IRA. Great news about your Roth IRA. If you need to touch the money for whatever reason, if you need to, it's post-tax dollars, you will not get penalized. As long as you don't touch the gains, as long as you don't touch the interest gains on it. Great news on the Roth IRA, you can do whatever you want with it. If you want to invest in gold, you can invest in gold. If you want to invest in Bitcoin, you can invest in Bitcoin if that's what you want. Our recommendation, as we've said forever and ever now, S&P 500 index. Most brokers have an S&P 500 index or called SPY. It gives you the diversification of many stocks in the S&P 500, mostly Apple, Amazon, the big guys, Exxon Mobil, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, you also have Goldman Sachs, you also have uh, JP Morgan, you know, the biggest of the big, the big companies, Johnson & Johnson, Microsoft. The companies are not going to go anywhere. So let's start doing some math together. Now, this is the fun part. Let's say you started with your Roth IRA with a thousand bucks. Fine. And you did $500, which uh, was it, 225, which is $450 a month. Remember, oh, well, we'll do bi-weekly 225. 
right? And then your rate of return historically on an S&P 500 is 10% return. This is your Roth IRA. Okay, so you started with a thousand bucks. So Ken, you just started with a thousand and you contributed 225 bi-weekly every two, every two weeks from your paycheck. And you make a rate of return of 10% based on the historic returns of the S&P. Again, I'm doing bottom baseline, which is actually, if anything, let's convert it to 12 because 12 is actually the correct number for a annualized return for the S&P 500 index. Again, there's no fee on the S&P 500 index. There's no uh, mutual fund manager. It's just the index. Let's give it 10 years. You're 25 years old. When you're 35 years old and you've done what I'm telling you, you started with a thousand bucks, you do 25 biweekly per paycheck. Without a raise, you have not gotten a raise. You're just doing the exact same thing. This is your top 2018. Let's say we start in the year 2018. By the year 2027, which is about 10 years, a little less than 10 years, a little less than 10 years, your account balance on your Roth IRA will be $115,000. Actually, $115,970. The power of compounding. I'm gonna break it down. You started with 1,000, your total contribution is 58,500, your total interest earned is 56,470. 225 biweekly. Imagine that, that's mostly people's car payments. The average car payment now in the United States is $500. Imagine putting a car payment to your retirement account 450, 225 bi-weekly with a rate of return of 12%. You started with $1,000 and you gave it 10 years. I hope you enjoy the car because now that's worth $115,000. Well, $116,000, let's round that up. In 10 years, you have $116,000. I'm pretty sure you don't, know, you don't know many people that have that much in their home, let alone have that worth in their home, let alone in their retirement account. Pretty sure. Let's just, let's do a little more. 20 years, now you're 45. Still consider the same contribution. Still same contribution. This is your Roth IRA, not even your 401k. Not even the four, this is a separate IRA. 496,633, that's without even adding extra. You just said, you know what, the 225 is automatic. I'm just gonna keep doing it, Carlos, because I'm lazy. 496,633. And if you really wanna look at this calculator and mess around with it, Google smartasset.com investment calculator and put it in yourself. The numbers don't lie. The power of compounding interest. 12% rate of return on the S&P 500 historically, 20 years to grow, 496,000. This is your Roth IRA, 225. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's move that to 30 years. Let's say again, you're now 55 years old. You're near retirement. You still kept the same thing when you were 25. Your 55-year-old self thanks you for being 25 and actual smart with your money. Now it's 1.7 million. You're not even retired yet. You're a millionaire in your Roth IRA. But keep in mind your Roth IRA, you have not even increased the giving because now you're making more money. Obviously, you more raises, whatever. You're still doing the same exact returns. 30 years, you started at 25. 1.756 million. Seriously, that's the power of compounding interest. Your contributions since you started was only 175,000, but your total interest earned is 1.5 million. And that's just in the S&P 500. Now granted, is there gonna be some downturns? Yeah, there's gonna be some downturns. We do have something called start market crashes. Now we're gonna to get to that. Now, Carl, this is the question I always get. Well, Carlos, the stock market might crash. The stock market might crash. Yeah, yeah, stock market just crash. 
I think the last time we had five or five different, four different stock market crashes. I can name them all. We it's in the last sixty years. Uh, we have the inflation issue from the nineteen seventies. That was the uh, stagflation during the Jimmy Carter years before Ronald Reagan. That's number one. Nineteen ninety seven crash. Number two. Dot com bubble. Number three. And number four, the 2007 investment crisis, the uh, housing bubble. That's four in the past 60 years. That's four. Four times it's happened in the last 60 years. You're going to let that paralyze you? Fine. Then you're not maybe not meant to make $1.7 million in 30 years. But here's the beauty of it. You have something called dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging is very simple. Every month... Like we're doing the illustration here, 225 biweekly. Now I'm going to Google right now the SPY, historical returns, historical prices. SPY is the S&P 500 index, historically. I'm, going to, I'm looking up Yahoo Finance, just put in SPY, historical prices. I'm going to do a frequency a month. Per month, the exact same price per month. And I'm going to do max monthly apply. And now I'm going to get the monthly price for the SPY, the S&P 500. So I'm going to do max date, frequency done. If I could just get this done. Sorry, 1993, done. Uh, apply. Okay, here we go. So I'm going back down to 2000, actually 1993. That's the max I can, that's as far back as I can go. January 1st, 1993. The SPY, which is the S&P 500 index, keep in mind 1993 to 2018 is how many years? 25 years, right? 25 years in S&PY. Do you know how much the cost of the SPY index was in, 2000, in 1993, January 1st? It was $43. Let me get the right, right date. Uh, yep, it was $43.94, the SPY. 1993. Mm -hmm. Paid about a 33 cent dividend. Let's fast forward the dates. We're going to go into a little time machine now. We're going to today, August 1st, 2018. The closing price today is $289.78. Don't tell me that you can't invest. Don't tell me you're scared of the market. Don't tell me that. Because the historical prices are there. It's been 25 years, the stock market has gone up. Has there been dips? Yes. But there's not a greater vehicle in the world than the U.S. stock market. Betting and investing in companies, owning companies, is the way to wealth with real estate. Real estate and stock market company ownership. It's called assets, kids. Own them. If not, you will be holding to the banks for the rest of your life because you're either one or two people. Either you're paying interest or interest is paying you. Which one do you want to be? Wild guess. The last one is where you make real money. Which one is it, guys? Which one are you going to be? So, yes, of course. Going back to, let's go to back to 2007, the downturn. Yes, we got as low as 103 each. From the highs of 110, 123, down to 65 in 2009. $65 in 2009. So, here's the beauty of dollar compounding. Dollar, dollar cost averaging. Every two weeks you buy SPY or the SP 500 up to 30,000. And after that, you start doing individual stocks and mutual funds. It's a whole different story. 
We're just going to stick with the S&P 500. Bear with me. Every single, every single two weeks you buy the SPY, the price changes. So obviously, it changes every second, every day almost. Oh, every day, every single second, it changes. Well, here's the thing. If you bought in week one, we're just going to play today, 289. When you start investing, $289.50. Week two, or week, uh, the next two weeks, week three, it is now 290. Great. Your, your stuff is worth now 50 cents more than when you bought it. Terrific. You're happy, right? Well, let's say week five, we get a little bit of headline saying how bad things were. I'm going by every two weeks here, guys. Bear with me. Oh, we got some Trump news, whatever. Keep in mind whatever news you got. And now it went down to 275. It got really bad. Well, guess what? You bought it on sale. You bought SPY on sale. You're not retiring anytime soon, are you? You're 25 years old. What do you care? If you're young, the best thing you want is a lower market. Why do you want a lower market? What is the biggest shopping day in the United States? It's Black Friday shopping, right? People go Black Friday shopping because what? TVs are up 40% marked up? No, because they're marked down 40%. That's what we call doorbusters. Every recession you have, I want you to think of stocks being doorbusters. They're on sale. That's why Warren Buffett buys Goldman Sachs on the cheap. That's why he buys Bank of America at $9 a share during the recession. That's why he buys Citibank at $0.97 cents a share. That's why he buys American Airlines at $1.50 a share. Because when other people panicking, he's smart. The next recession, guys, you'll have an emergency fund, fully funded, three to six months. You'll be debt-free. And you'll have a retirement plan. You're going to be considered weird. And guess what? You're going to have cash to buy these companies. Good companies are not going to go away. Johnson & Johnson, Microsoft, Clorox, Apple, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Berkshire Hathaway, J.P. Morgan Chase. Companies, they're not going to go anywhere. You know this. Yes, are companies going to go bust? Sure. Sure, there's a, every Lehman Brothers. There's a, there's a Tyco. There, there's, there's, there's companies, bad companies out there. I get it. But stick to the big boys. Johnson Johnson ain't going anywhere. Coca-Cola ain't going anywhere. Those guys, McDonald's ain't going anywhere. Okay, I don't care what happens in the stock market. McDonald's is still going to flip burgers. Johnson & Johnson is still going to sell baby powder. People are going to stop checking accounts at J.P. Morgan Chase. It's the biggest bank in the, in the United States. By deposits. J.P. Morgan Chase. Microsoft still makes computers. Apple still sells iPods. They're not going to go to zero. So again, dollar cost averaging. You just keep buying every single paycheck without worrying about the price. If it goes down, great. You bought it cheap. Er, you made some money. And if it went up, great. Your, your account went up in value. Terrific. But again, it doesn't really matter because you have a long-term goal. I'm telling you, when you have a long-term goal, the short-term noise does not matter. Long-term goals take away short-term short noise. So now you have your investing set up and you said to yourself, okay, I got a 401k, Carlos, I got an IRA, I got my three to six month expenses boss, and I got no debt. What now, smart guy? Well, you do have one more piece of debt. You have that 20K in your student loans. So now you don't have payments, and guess what? We're going to attack that student loans. How long is that going to take? About a year? Maybe less than that? Well, maybe you're really disciplined, and you already found your side hustle, and you found a way to make some extra cash. Go for it. Knock it out. You knock out that student loan debt. You don't want to have student debt so long. It's a pet. You have a name for it. Get rid of it. Get rid of the student loan debt. Figure it out. Side hustles, whatever it takes. Uber, deliver pizzas. Again, you already have the discipline now. We've already built that discipline. 
When it comes to discipline, man, it's a habit. It makes things a lot easier because it's not that, it, it, again, changing things is hard. But when you have discipline, it, it's right there with you the whole time. Now, you have everything set. No more debt. You have a fully funded retirement. Let's just say you got a raise now and you're pretty excited. You got, you make it 70K a year. You got 20%, 20,000 raise. You're about five years, 10 years older now. Terrific. You're fully funded. You got some cash. Now you got a nice net worth. Now what? Now how do you build wealth? Well, you use your income to build more wealth because now you're saving 40%, 30% of your money. So again, you take away 30% of your money here. So we're going to do some calculations, mess around here. Let's say you have 70,000 divided by 12. Let me get my calculation. 70,000 divided by 12, 5,833 divided by two is 2,000, let's say $3,000 a month now, $3,000 a paycheck. And then we'll take away taxes. You make 20, 2,200, or let's say 2,400 now paycheck. Terrific. Congratulations. Now you get $2,400 a paycheck. Well, you say to yourself, well, Carl, I'm renting now. I'll, you know, I have no debt. What do I do? Okay. So then you figure out what's important to you. Do you want to buy a home? Is a home important to you? Do you have kids? Do you have a wife? Whatever. Not anything that you want to buy that engagement ring, you could just budget it. You're not going to use a credit card. You're not going to put the wedding on a credit card. Now you understand the basis, fundamentals of building wealth here. Debt is your enemy. There's such a thing as good debt. But again, debt, bad debt, the consumer debt, that's your enemy. You don't want to get there. If you want to use debt, you want to use it for real estate purposes, for leveraging, for buying properties to flip or to get cash flow. We'll go into that in a second. So now you make $2,400. Guess what? You've already learned how to live on what you used to make before, which I believe was, how much we were? You used to make $1,500. So let's say you still keep your lifestyle, $1,500. Now you have an extra 900 bucks to kick around. Guess what? Now we're gonna invest. Yes, sir, indeed. So let's go ahead and mess around with the investment calculator. We start with, you know, you say, hey, listen, Carl, I got an extra 10 grand sitting around and, you know, $900 a paycheck bi-weekly because you know what, I wanna keep my stuff and then we're gonna keep our rate of return. And you say, you know what, I'm gonna invest in some a little more aggressive mutual funds because Carlos, man, I'm telling you, man, I can make 15% of my money every year now because you know I have my retirement and everything, and that's already set. So guess what? So now you have 10 grand, you had $900 per paycheck into this investment account, long-term wealth building, and you gave about 10 years, and now you're at, in 10 years, 584,000 added to your net worth. Great. Well, let's say, let's cut it down in half. Let's make five years. So now 10 grand, you're putting $900 away. You give it five years, usual car note term, by the way. Most car notes are now 60 months. $10,000 to start, $900 biweekly because you learned how to live on $1,500 with no debts and you have a budget and you can still live life, of course. And you make 15% return on your money, which is not very, very difficult to make. Now you have $195,000 kicked around. So now you have $195,000 to kick around in your investment account. Guess what? Now you can really put some time in. Now with that money, $194,000, pretend that's 20%. $195,000, you can buy a home now. I don't recommend it. I'm not a big home guy, but again, let's say you want to buy a big home. You could buy a $780,000 home. You could buy a mansion with that money if you wanted to. And you have it in there in your investment account. Pull it out, whatever, and buy a home. And what's great is that if you want to consider it an investment home, you're not going to pay tax on it because you're just moving around from one investment vehicle to another. Maybe it's a cash, maybe it's not even a home that you want to live in. 
Maybe it's a set of apartments. You just had 194,000 to saved. You started with 10 grand because you had some cash saved around and you moved. You're adding $900 every two weeks because you learned how to live on your previous $50,000 annual income to now your $70,000 annual income, $1,800 a month, $900 every two weeks because you learn how to live on your current rate, making 15%, five years to build this up. Now you have $195,000 to play with. So get this. So let's say you say, Carlos, you know, I don't want to buy a house, man. I'm, I like where I rent. Cool. $195,000. Great. Let's start building some wealth. So again, I'm not the biggest real estate guy. I'm still learning it. But again, $195,000, you could do a lot of damage. And since you have no debt, you probably have a really great credit score. So guess what? As long as you're paying your utilities on time, you usually have about a 700, 700 point credit score by now. As long as you don't have any delay payments on anything. 700 credit score with 195,000, my friend, you could probably get three apartment buildings where you live if you don't live in California or New York. Or you can buy one property, literally a property in New Jersey or Idaho in cash under 95,000 and rent that out. So let's go ahead and mess around. I'm going to go to Zillow because whatever. Let's say $195,000 properties. Let's see, I'm going to Google this for you guys. $195,000. I'm in Florida, so I'm going to look up in Tampa. Properties. I live in Florida. I live in Miami. I don't think there's any in Miami for $195,000. In Tampa. So... Here, I just found one, 2702 West Henry Avenue. It is a three bedroom, one bath, little home, needs to be built up a little bit, ready for renovation. You could buy it for $195,000 in cash. If you saved five years and lived on what you're living on with, re with return of 15%, you could buy this home right now. Obviously you can negotiate, but let's just say you wanted to rent it out. Well, the payment calculator, if you were renting it out, if, if you were going to buy this on a mortgage, that means you put a down payment of 40 grand and keep your 195,000. You put 20% down, which is 40,000 with an interest rate of 4.6% 30 year fixed. Your payment is $933 a month. That's principal interest plus property tax of 60 bucks, home insurance, $73. There's no home, uh, HOAs, which is homeowner association. Property tax. Sure. There's property tax 717 based on the total assessment of 60,000 on the property. Mm -hmm. And let's say you wanted to rent it out. Okay, let's rent this bad boy out. You got to figure it out. Let's say if you're buying it for 933, you want to make a little bit of property money, three bedroom. Let's go ahead and rent it out for, I don't know, 1400 bucks. $1,400. You could probably rent it out for about a good $1,400 in 10. $1,400. If you bought this in cash with your money that you saved, you just made $1,400 a month. Cash flow. If you rent it out, great news. You don't need to do this yourself. You can hire a realty company, property manager. They'll do it for you for a percentage. So let's say they charge you $200 a month to do this. You just make $1,200 a month cash flow for the rest of your life. As long as you have renters. Yes. And now you own the property too. It's your property. You have the title. There's no mortgage. So you have one or two options. Again, this is building wealth here, guys. 195 K you just saved. I'll tell you again, from 10,000 to start in five years with a 50% return in the stock market. Again, it could be the S&P 500 fund or a mutual fund. $900 because you lived like you make 50, but you really make 70 smart person. 195,000. So you could either do one or two things. 
buy a home, buy a property for 195K and rent it out for 1400. That's your money, 1400. Or you can honestly, for 195K, you can leverage a property and put only, let me get my information here. Bear with me here, guys. Put down 40K, down, still keep 155K in cash, cash now, and then pay 933 a month if you wanted to with all this stuff. And then it's $1,400 is your rent. So now you get $500 back. That's without, and then you take away the 200 from the realty company that's gonna manage it for you. So now you make $300 a month, cash flow. Does it sound like a lot? Not really. I'd rather you just own it outright. But again, let's say you want to leverage that. So now you could do this 195 for three more properties. Multiply times three. Now you have three mortgages. A little bit more levered than I would think. Now you can still make $900 a month. But here's the problem. Now you have three homes. You need to find three renters for three, for three cash flow. I'd rather you just own one property and rent that out and start that way. And then you still make $1,400 a month. The difference between mortgages and owning it yourself, you could see it. It takes almost three and a half more properties in order to make up that cash flow. If you bought it outright with the money you saved, thinking ahead, guess where you are now? You can rent it out for $1,400 and only pay a management company and still to make out of $1,200 a month. So again, you make $1,200 a month. Let's go back to that. Let's say we started again $1,200 and you add $1,200 a month because you wanted to reinvest this money every month and you put it into the S&P 500 again, let it grow again, put in five years, you started with 1200 because you started with the first check and you wanted to put $1,200 every single month for five years without adding any money up to you. you in five years, you'd have $94,899 with a 10% rate of return. And you just keep doing this over and over. And you buy more property and guess what? The more property you own, the more you can leverage but I don't want you to leverage property. I just want you to own it. Own it and rent it out. Get cash flow. And it's yours. You can give it away to your kids. Give it away to your brother. Give it away to your family if something happens to you. Make a will. What have you. This is how you build wealth. Number one case of building wealth is don't spend more than you make. Live on less than you make. Save. Only with money can you start making money. So what we did from the beginning is I started with nothing. We started with... Again, we started with, uh, you know, the basics, baby steps. This probably took you about seven, 10 years, but now you have about one property all about in your retirement accounts, about half a mil, 400,000 cash, 36 monthly expenses. You're good. It's another credit score. All it took was a little bit of sacrifice for about a year or two. And this is where you are. And you just keep doing this and doing this. And let's just say you're not a home person. Let's say Carlos, man, I'm not a home person, man. Great. Buy a REIT. Buy a REIT. You know what a REIT is? REIT is a real estate investment trust. No tenants, no nothing. You just invest in it. Start with 10 grand like we started. Put $1,200 and you can add, uh, you know, $1,000 a month. Rate of return on that with dividends is say 13%. In five years, you're at 102000 And you just keep doing this and doing this. And then you make sure it's 50. And let's say you keep adding it per month. 15 years, let's say you keep adding it, 15 years, 619,000. Let's say you took the money you made from that 195,000. You started again, 195,000, you say, Carlos, I'm gonna 
take that money and I'm going to add more every month, $1,000, and I'm still going to get a nice rate of return. And I'm going to give it five years to grow. Now you have 456000 That's more than you would make on real estate because it's not going to return 13% on, on appreciation on the home. But again, you're still going to get the cash flow. So what you could do too is not even just do the REITs or a home. You could also just dump it into dividends or AT&T pays you 6% every year. So what you could do is 6% every year and you could start with you know $1,000 and you add, a, uh, you add $500 every two weeks because you want to just do that. And even that in five years, you start with you know hundred. You start with uh, ten grand, and you say, Carlos, I want to start investing in you know AT and T and these dividend companies. Put ten grand there, five hundred dollars a month, six percent rate of return on the dividend. Five years. That's without adding any more di dividends. Forty-eight thousand. Again, money breeds money. Money breeds money. The more money you can put away, the more money you can make. If you only put ten dollars a day, that's not going to work. You only put $10 in the beginning, that's not gonna work. You really have to dig in and sacrifice, guys. So again, I've given you the math, I've given you the examples. My question is, how bad do you want it? You don't have to do real estate if you don't want to. You don't have to do REITs if you don't want to. You don't have to do dividends if you don't want to. If you wanna open a business, that's fine too. All I say is the start with a foundation, $1,000 emergency fund, get rid of debt, three to six months of expenses, handle that 401k, start investing, putting money aside, I'm gonna do one last one. How much do you spend on happy hour every weekend? Getting lit, 250 every week? Okay, let's start with again with $1,000 saved. Put that in 12% in your 12% in your, uh, in your uh, savings account or brokerage account, you put it in the SPY. 25, $250 every week, you start with $1,000. 12% rate of return S&P 500. In five years, you'll have 90747 That's enough for two properties down payment or a 30, 40% down payment on that $150,000 property. Stop doing weekends for a little bit. Cut down the weekends for a little bit. Not, not, I'm not saying don't live your life. Just cut it in half. Cut a little bit. In five years, you have 90000 What's more important? Getting hammered, getting drunk, throwing up like crazy? or being wealthy and then you can get drunk later if you want, that's what you really wanna do, that's your thing. I'm telling you is to set the foundation first. Stop living like you're rich already, you're not rich yet. Get rich first, then you can do the things that you wanna do because then you'll have freedom. Again, at the beginning of this story guys, I wanna tell you this, building wealth is about one thing, one thing only, freedom. Freedom to do what you really want. Write down, I want you to write down something for me as homework, I don't like homework. What's your passion? What do you really want to do? If money was not an object, what would you really do? Would you want to tend for animals? Would you want to help the needy? Would you want to travel the world? Would you want to teach? What would you want to do? That should be the goal. I have a lot of people say, I want to travel the world without any worries. Imagine you didn't have debt. Imagine you had money in the bank. Imagine you had $2 million in the bank. You could travel all you want. Hell, you can quit your job, retire early. That's called living. 40 hours a week for 45, 50 years and not having a dime to show for it, living on social security is not a life. That's normal. I don't want you to be normal anymore. Forget being normal. That's done with. You listen to this podcast because you refuse to be normal. You read our stuff because you refuse to be normal. You want to learn about finance, you want to learn about investing, you found out the right spot. So sorry for yelling at you guys, but I love you guys. This is a little bit of a rant.
I hope this helped out. Please press replay if you have any questions. Check it out again. If you have any questions, feel free to email me, gaircapital.gmail.com, or you can message me directly on Instagram, gaircapital. Thank you so much for listening again to this podcast. This is our Wealth Building Podcast. It was very fun doing it with you guys. I really appreciate your time and uh, more great things to come. GARcapitalfx.com is our website. My name is Carlos Garcia. Again, I'm the founder and CEO of GAR Capital. I really hope this helped. I really hope this changes your mindset with money because I want you to master money. I want you to master money and that money master you. Money becomes is a great slave, but it's a horrendous master. Don't let it master you. You can do this. We're here to help. We have plenty of resources to help you. Be great, guys. You can do this. Change your life. I want you to be rich. I want you to be wealthy. I want you to build wealth. And then you know what? At the end, give it away, man. How fun is that? Give it a bunch of away to family, friends, to charity. Help others in need. Pass on this knowledge. Help out others. Be great, guys. We'll catch you guys soon for the next podcast. My name is Carlos Garcia again. We'll catch you guys later.